going on, everybody? This is Justin coming to you live from San Diego, California. I'm here with Jake and special guest once again, Zane. Boys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Oh, yeah, this is Jake. You know, we're on week four of quarantine. And, um, you know, this honestly helps keep the spirits high. So thank you for listening. Yes, and this is special guest again, Zane. Uh, still still in Seattle. There's no, nowhere else on the horizon that I'll be at any time soon here. Uh, but yes, this is, definitely, this is definitely keeping me alive right now. Without this, I don't know where I would be. Yep, yep, and I'll definitely follow suit with that. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we got a jam-packed show for you guys, and we're really excited about that. Uh, first off, we have a little bit and a little bit of NBA talk. We're going to dive into some dream uh, Zag uh, draft scenarios, um, specifically honing in on our favorite, um, Killian Tilly. And then we're going to go into a little bit of a trend we've been we've been writing uh, with a quarantine theme segment, and we'll get to that then. Uh, but you might want to tune in if you're a hungry fellow like myself. Um, and then after that, we're going to dive into this incredible interview. We have a very special guest for you guys, Mr. Coach Matt Mayberg. Uh, we're going to dive into what makes him such a great coach and a, a couple other great stories. Um, and then we have some more closing announcements at the end. And I think the boys are going to try and pitch me on another new NFL team. So as you guys know, that's always a great time. Um, without further ado, boys, do you want to uh, start things off, Jake? Yes, uh, thank you for that, Jake Page. So we'll dive right into it. So. Um, because there's no live sports at all to watch unless you're into like Zimbabwe soccer. Um, all we can really talk about is, are the upcoming drafts. So today we're going to focus on the NBA draft. And uh, we'll start by who we think is going to go number one, which I think is kind of a tricky question, especially since there was no March Madness for us to watch. So I'm pretty sure like I've only seen three of the top ten players actually play a game. But with that, we'll, we'll start off with Zane. Zane, who do you think will go number one? Or who would you choose if you had the number one pick? Well, l let, me, let me correct the question there. Who would I not choose is, is where oh, I'll start off with. Oh, question already. We're five into this podcast. Well, well, to start off with, I've seen, I've seen Golden State is, <laughs> is our number one right now. Um, and a lot, a lot of drafts have this uh, Anthony Edwards guy from Georgia shooting guard predicted to go at least number, like at least, you know, top five is what I'm seeing with this guy, but a lot of number ones. And I, I guess I kind of have a question for you guys in this regard is, is what, what is with it when, when you have like a, a player who's projected to go so high, but their team sucks. I mean, Georgia was horrible this year. They finished second to last in the SEC, 16 and 16 overall, uh, 5 and 13 in SEC play. Out of their last 19 games of the season, they only won six. I don't understand it. What This guy must be something really special. I must be missing something here. Mm -hmm. I, I totally hear you on that. You know, it definitely is not a great sign when their team isn't winning. Um, you definitely can't point all the fingers to one player as it is a team sport, but um, I think from a scout, I'm not, I'm no scout, just with the little blogs I read or whatever. Um, he's just an athletic freak and he shows flashes of dominance. So I think that's definitely one of his attracting um, or a few of his attractive qualities. Um, and then it 
such a vague draft. I feel like it's kind of just anyone's um, pick of the litter of who could get picked first. But is that right? The Warriors have the first pick? Uh, well, it's a lottery set. So they have the highest they have chance. They have, uh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, I stand yeah. corrected. But, but I, I get your, your line of reasoning there, Zane. But I remember when Ben Simmons, when he was playing for LSU, and I was kind of thinking the same thing where, what, you went third or is it? Second, but like, that was the Mark Fultz year, right? I think Ben went first. I went. He he went first to the yeah. He went. Well, first. the year before he went first, but then he like didn't play all, all that year, right? Right. Yeah. He yeah, was injured. He, he, he was injured the year his senior or his freshman year in college for a bit too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think. Or, but I I remember I'm like really this guy from LSU was going to be the number one pick. Right. Right. And let me <laughs> let me just highlight some some of this guy's performances this year that that lead me to this this thought process and here he the the college game is 40 minutes so this guy plays pretty damn close to like 36 minutes a game he's playing most of the game um on on january 18th they play the powerhouse mississippi state he plays 34 minutes in that game from three point range he shoots one for eight Granted, he finished the game with 19 points, but keep that number in mind, three-pointers. Three, point, three pointers. One for eight. Brushed it off, brushed it off. A couple months later, the first, the first, or so, sorry, February 8th, 12th, and 15th, three games, three consecutive games, he shoots against Alabama, another powerhouse, 0 for 6 from three-point range. The next game, South Carolina, 0 for 7 from three-pointer. The next game, Texas A&M, 2 for 7. A couple weeks later against LSU, one for 12. The next day is tournament. One for nine. This guy sucks from three-point range. <laughs> or he's in a slump. There's slumps, especially there, in Georgia. Not if you're the first overall pick, you don't have slumps. You don't have slumps. Mark I mean, slumps. give me Coach Mayberg over this guy. Marco Fultz is still in a freaking slump, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's, like three years. I don't know if Fultz was the best example. I don't know. I don't know how much I've extended this question from Jake, but I will tell you right now, I am not picking Anthony Edwards number one, and you can take I, that to the bank. I'm casting my 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 uh, reel and reeling this back to the original question of who would you pick number one. Mm-hmm. So you, as a GM, you you've crossed one name off the list, but who are you taking? You know, you're gonna call me crazy. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have said this a couple years ago, but give give me Lamelo. Lamello. Oh, Lamello. Mellow, mellow, marshmallow, Oh, ho. That's what they call him in Australia. I, owns, I like that He owns pick. his former team, too. Any guy who, who can buy out his old team, I'll take him. <laughs> That's a big baller move. Okay. JP, um, what about you? Yeah, so I was thinking Lamello. I think he's a great pick if you're looking to put fans in the stands. Um, he's got the name recognition. Um, I'm going to go off that hypothetical that the team with the highest odds um, is going to pick first for the Warriors. And I think one person that can make an impact with the Warriors from day one is none other than the Naismith Player of the Year, Obi Toppin. Um, the guy's a stud. I think he's a plug-and-play at the five. You got the lineup, Steph, uh, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Obi Toppin. I think that's the finals contender right there. Um, and yeah, I think he's he's a little bit older, so he's got a little bit more maturity under his belt than some of these other young guys. Uh, too old. And, um, too much mileage. Too much mileage, yeah. 
So uh, I think uh, I think that's a good pick for the Warriors. Um, off of pure potential, um, I really do like uh, Lamelo Ball as well as going against Zane's hot take, Anthony Edwards. So um, those are those are my thoughts on the uh, first round pick. Yeah, or go, first go, overall pick. Going back to the Lamelo thing real quick, if because you brought it up as well with the Warriors, would he fit on the Warriors very well? I don't think so because they're pretty yeah. guard deep. I mean, that would be a hell of a backup, I guess, if he's willing to take that role on for... I don't know if they want to deal with all that drama. Like, yeah. I think, uh, uh, like, the Cavs would be like, yes, we just want someone to, like, talk about us occasionally. Oh, they'd sell tickets, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They'd be on SportsCenter. They would be on every streaming server, whatever the heck uh, freaking LeVar Ball got up his sleeves to get his son more publicity, man. They, a team that needs that attention, they'll, they'll dig that. They'll, they'll put seats in the fans. They'll sell jerseys. Yeah. So um, he might be – I mean, honestly, he might be the most valuable athlete in terms of actual revenue generated. Yeah. However, it would be pretty yeah. cool for uh, Dayton, Dayton's own Obi Toppin mm-hmm. to go to the, the Cavs as I well. I like him. That is cool. The Cavs. Stay home. Oh, we'll yeah. Stay home. Yeah. Stay home. I forgot about that. It's a, a poor man's LeBron. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that would be a high, a high bar to live up to. <laughs> Uh, I, think, I think I would go – if I was the Warriors, I don't know what – I feel like they're overthinking it. I would go Wiseman because they just need a center. Like, who do they have? Mm-hmm. Well, my, my theory was they want to play as, as they always have played, and Obi's just a little bit more polished uh, right now. Than, obviously, Wiseman has the higher ceiling, but today I think Obi is the better player. And if they're going to compete in the next two years, I think going with that complete player – um, just makes sense, you know. That's fair. Well, I feel like I don't know anything about Wiseman other than the position he plays. He's a I freak. He is a freak. Memphis for like the eight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't. I don't think I watched a single one of those games. I just remember all the controversy that was surrounding him for a while. See, awesome media attention. No, <laughs> no, no news is bad news. Oh, <laughs> uh, but but yeah, that's bad. Really, a subject we are, we're probably more knowledgeable in. So the, the three Zags, three Zags have potential of, of, or even mentioned on the draft boards. So we got Killian Tilly, Philip Petrosev, Corey Kispert, maybe a Yai. Or I guess a Yai and Kispert are probably in the same tier. Would you agree? Yeah. I I kind of see those as three tiers where Tilly obviously is going because he has to. Petrus uh-huh. kind of is in his own where it's like, did no tournament help him or did it really hurt him because he didn't get a spotlight? And then you got Kispert and Ayai who I never really felt were considering going. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'll go first. Um, I think I think Tilly's going to get drafted. I think a team's just going to see his complete package um, as a basketball player and take a risk, even though he's had some troubles with injuries. I think I remember back in his sophomore year where I was I thought he was going to leave, um, and then he had that freak accident. Like I think it was in the Sweet 16 game, and he ended up having to come back just because he couldn't work out. He couldn't work out for teams. Um, I do, I do believe he's going to be drafted. I'd have to say it's probably going to be later in the second round, um, to be modest, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got picked late first round, just because it's such a weird draft, especially with this COVID stuff. Um, so 
finding a six eleven floor spacer that you know what you're getting um, is definitely you know a priority or at least appealing to some teams, especially in the back half. But um, and I don't think any other Zags are going to get taken. That's my hot take. I think he's going to be the only one. Um, I think Woolridge and Gilder might get some summer league or G league looks. Um, I think Petruso is going to come back. So that is uh, my opinion on that. Okay. Same. I like that. Thoughts. I like that. Yeah. So I guess I'll start off with Tilly as well. And I'm kind of just looking at, at the projected uh, draft order right now. I, I, I would be shocked if he goes first round. I just think that his health is, is a huge issue. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I, man, I, I, I would love to see Tilly with like a Rui or a Brandon Clark or Sabonis just cause it would give me an easy team to start rooting for even more so than I already do for those Zags in the NBA. I feel but, like Indiana would love Tilly. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Good. But I think <laughs> Tilly would be, is born to play for the Dallas Mavericks. Give me Luca. Oh, give me oh, the unicorn and give me Killian Tilly all on the same court. <laughs> that is electric. It's, it's wow. Parade, they just have a little like wine bottle being poured for that <laughs> on the side. That is just the European machine right there. Oh boy, that would be fun. But the, the Indiana lineup of Doug McDermott, Sabonis, Tilly. That would be good too. That would be Tim good too. Warren. Oh boy. So many screens. So many screens. Yeah. And then Petrusive, uh, I mean, Petrusive, I, I really don't think he would get drafted. If he did get drafted, I could see him go into, like, Charlotte. Go into Charlotte to die. <laughs> to die. I don't know. Oh. Um, but Is that know, where NBA dreams go to die? <laughs> I think <Yes>. so. <laughs> this Michael Jordan's is a black hole. There's... Yeah, I do. Another dream scenario I have next since we brought up a Yai and Kisper. I'll, I'll, I won't. A Yai was born to play for the Sacramento Kings on that fast paced offense. Oh my gosh. Kisper is, I would love to see Kisper in a Lakers uniform. Just coming off the bench, I, I, I think it would be a great role player. Role. I think he could be a Caruso type player for them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, Kisper. Cool. Yeah, he would throw down a dunk. He'd make Sports Center top 10 every now and then. It'd be yeah. sick. Uh, that's- I could see. I would love to see Kisper in the Celtics jersey, dude. I feel oh. like he's got that Danny Ainge vibe, Larry Bird vibe. I can see. Okay, whoa, whoa, maybe I not Larry. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you know, white pretty guy with the Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, yeah, actually. Um, okay, Let's lean so, more towards Danny Ainge. So Zane said Dallas would be where he wants Tilly to go. Where would you want Tilly to go, ideally? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think he, I mean, it's kind of silly to say, but he would obviously thrive on any team with um, guys that can slash or, or, you know, really good guys at distributing the ball after driving. So like a Lakers, like a Clippers, like a Warriors type situation. Um, But other than that, I, I would like to see him. I think he could fit really well in Indiana, like you said. Um, dream fit. Whew. That's tough. I think he's just such a good player. He can kind of fit in wherever he's that type of guy. Right. Um, the crazy thing about Tilly, it's all about health because he'd be, if he had been healthy this entire time, he'd be, Oh yeah. Like yeah. Er, not early first round, but probably like teens or twenties. 
Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and wouldn't it be cool to see like like a Zags player on a, like a really competitive team late in the playoffs? I feel like so far all of our guys are kind of well. Sabonis kind of last year, like yeah, the Pacers weren't probably going to go far, but like like a, like a like a championship caliber team though. Say like I don't know, give me like the Celtics, give me a Bucks, give me a Lakers, a Clippers. Oh, he'd be good on the Bucks. Something Ooh. where you know he's going to be battling for a conference championship. That would be, be that would cool, be yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Yeah, I was hoping Zach Norvell would be that for the Lakers somehow. I mean, yeah, he he's got his chance with. Is he still with the Warriors right now? He's with the Warriors now. Yeah. Somehow Jeremy Pargo is too. So. Love that. Absolutely electric. Great discussing, guys, uh, on that. I think we'll move on to our second segment. Take it away, Jay Page. All righty. A huge switching gears here. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start the conversa- quarantine conversation of the week. Um, this, th- this week we're talking food. So the- we're all going to give our favorite meal we've made as well as favorite quarantine snack as we're all locked indoors. Uh, Zane, why don't you start us off? All right, so I'll start uh, start us off with a snack. Um, for those of you who lived with me uh, at the Raj, you'll recognize this one. I call it Tapatio Delight. It is, and Paige, you might recognize this as well as a fellow Latino, but it's when you basically take any sort of corn or uh, any sort of tortilla chip, I say corn because the uh, Fritos, this works really well with Fritos as well. You take a tortilla chip and you just give it a healthy splash of Tapatio all over it. And that's, that's your quarantine snack right there, Tapatio Delight. It's pretty fire. Sounds pretty fire. It's just hot sauce on a chip? It's just hot sauce on a chip, baby. Boy, do you I leave it in the bag, Zane, or do you uh, remove the bag and put so, it on a plate? If it's Fritos, you put it in the bag because it's a little uh-huh. – if it's a little yep. little bag, you know, the, the one serving size, then you just dump it in the bag, shake it up. Yeah, shake yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like a little it, martini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you're doing Juanita's chips or the, the Mission tortilla chips, you got to put that on a plate, son, and you got to give it that splash yeah. around. Mm-hmm. But, you can't mix just, in that giant bag. Right, right, right. And that's good. That's good any time of day. You got to uh, put drip on it. Exactly, exactly. Make sure you have a glass of milk on the side with that, and that'll, that'll kill that spice if, if yeah, you're, yeah. If you're mm-hmm. not tolerant. Um, meal, uh, Courtney and I have really been getting into uh, making homemade sushi. The quarantine life has kind of uh, advanced our progression in the sushi-making life. Uh, yesterday, actually, uh, we made some yellowtail also known as hamachi rolls, Ooh, little hamachi. spicy tuna, little salmon. Uh, and we're actually getting pretty good at it these days. But the key is, the key is the sushi rice. You can't do this with any regular rice. You got to make good sushi rice. What's the difference between sushi rice and rice? So sushi rice is actually short grain rice. Uh, and huh. short grain rice is stickier. So that's what helps it uh, stick yeah. together when you're rolling. Uh, and then when you do like the little nigiri rolls, but it also is like seasoned with vinegar and like sugar and other spices. We just, you just can, you can get a bottle of like sushi rice vinegar and that, and that usually works, but the rice makes a huge difference. All the difference in the world. Ooh. And uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to find the rice. 
Uh, it's not easy to find the rice these days. Uh, when we when we did make our sushi this weekend, we actually took ordered our rice out to go. We called the uh, Shiku Shiku Sushi down on Ballard Avenue, and, and we ordered Perfect. five sides of sushi rice to go. Please, no sushi, sir. None of that stuff. Were they like staring at you like? <laughs> Who is this guy? Oh, I sent Courtney to pick that stuff up. I couldn't look him in the eye picking oh, up your five, your five sides of rice. This <laughs> white girl just came up and ordered five sides of rice and left. <laughs> classic, classic. All right, Jane, Jake, let's hear it. Not Jane, Jake. Jane. Whoa. Jane. Um, oh, for snacks, uh, happiest surprise I've gotten this week was um, – uh, care package from uh, Mama Gilman. It was just a big tub of the the sorted popcorn. Ooh. You guys both live with yes, yes, yep. Uh, yep. Except this one doesn't have any of the red or green flavors. It's Thank God. Cheddar, caramel, and this one called zebra, which is like chocolate drizzled caramel. Oh, zebra! So, no bad flavors. And I was so excited when I opened the mail. I'm like, oh. <laughs> there was nothing worse oh, than when man. Jackson used to get that popcorn delivered, and he would make us all eat everything else other than the cheddar before we could start the cheddar. We couldn't get – we couldn't <laughs> do it. We would give up half the time. We couldn't eat any more of that green and red flavor. Yeah, I don't know oh, what, what flavor is that. Like sugar or something. Like, I don't know. It was straight sugar. I remember, like, shitting out red and green after coming home one night drunk and – just plowing through some some handfuls of that stuff. <laughs> just on just the couch <laughs> oh man. Yep. Good times. Good times. So we've been trying to go through that slow ish, but you know, it's difficult when you're just stuck in the house with it. Uh for meal, um, I've been making this uh this Cajun uh shrimp pasta dish, which is pretty nice, where it's um uh, like shrimp, andouille sausage. Oh, yeah. Um, like fettuccine noodles. You make your own, like, roux sauce. Throw in that Cajun spice. Ooh, it's nice. That sounds nice. That sounds nice. Well, good good shit, boys. I'm no, um, I'm no like, you know, sushi master like Zane. But I no, try. Yeah. Obviously, obviously. Are you doing a little Mexi sushi blend? Like, this is where cultures come together. Here. No, okay, so there's there's a place wow. in Ballard that actually does, like, a little – they had, like, cilantro and salsa on their sushi one time. I'm not a fan what? of that. That stuff mm-hmm. is not – no mango salsa on my sushi, sir. Ooh, no, no, no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, so I haven't been too exploratory um, in my quarantine regarding foods. Um, what about boys now? <laughs> I've been living at home, which has been nice, but the foods are, are pretty simple. So I'll give you a couple of just my staple Lego snacks or meals. But number one, uh, my dad goes and picks up fresh tortillas from a little market um, in San Diego. So I make uh, egg and avocado burritos in the morning for breakfast. Um, it's very basic, but man, they just they hit different down here, I swear. Um, get a little of that fresh salsa on there. Ooh, unbelievable. Um, it's, it's, it definitely makes you miss home a little. So I'm glad I'm able to enjoy those right now. Um, and then honestly, this isn't even a snack that I can make. Um, I have been devouring these like pop chips from Costco. And they come in kettle corn, white cheddar, 
and then sea salt flavor. And okay. I honestly eat white cheddar is fire. I eat probably two packs a day. It's kind of disgusting. <laughs> but when you're just sitting around and ripping dials like I do, you get a little hungry, you get a little bored. It's the perfect feel. So I can't complain. Now, Jay Page, I've heard from sources that the Mexican food in San Diego is even better than it is in Mexico. Can you confirm? I can confirm. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and confirm that too. The food in Mexico just it, – it's okay coming in, coming out. It's the worst experience of your life. <laughs> it, it's not that great after the after the initial uh, fifteen minutes of of incredible flavors going down your throat. It's just it's tough after that. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's I can confirm that statement. Um, I think we have our own little style of Mexican food in San Diego alone. Um, San Diego, yeah, it's it's top notch. So. Uh, thank you, boys, for uh, helping our viewers maybe add a couple little items to their palate. Uh, but I think we're going to give it over, <laughs> give it over to Zane to uh, shift to our next segment. Yes, in our next segment, we are very, very excited to introduce our very, very, very special guest. It is Coach Matthew Mayberg. Coach, say hello to the people. Introduce yourself. Hey, everyone. How are we doing tonight? Whoa! God, I'm already pumped up. Very exciting, very exciting. Well, just to start things off, Coach, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, what what this past year has has uh, held for you? What's going on in your life right now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thanks first and foremost for having me on the pod. Um, you know, I know this, I'm fighting fighting the schedule to get myself in, so I appreciate appreciate the time but um you're welcome yeah no um <laughs> <laughs> you know it uh had a chance to get to know get to know all you guys through college at Gonzaga um afterwards I was a graduate assistant at Seattle U um Red Hawks go, yep go Red Hawks had a great two years there Woo! under a great head coach and Jim Hayford and an awesome uh set of assistants there and then this last year, uh, I took on a uh, an assistant coaching role with Peninsula College, which is a two-year school, junior college in the NWAC League, and located in gorgeous Port Angeles, Washington. Lovely, lovely. And uh, and on that topic, what? How did the Pirates do this year? Successful year, down year, we, up year? We definitely had a successful year. I think. Um, you know, we went twenty and seven in the regular season, uh, qualified for our, uh, for our postseason tournament, which unfortunately, uh, much like everybody else in college basketball did not, uh, come to, come to pass. But, um, we, we played in a really competitive North division, uh, where, you know, we had to have a play in game to make the playoffs at a nine and five conference record, which is really unheard of. Um, so, Played a lot of really, really good teams, a lot of really good players on a nightly basis in our North Division, but um, it was it was an awesome experience. You know, they'd won 10 games the year before, so we were able to, you know, really get a good group of guys together. Kind of, you know, we had a really young group, especially with a lot of freshmen, <clears throat> and really make make things happen. Win win a lot of close games. I know 
Uh, Jake was in attendance at quite a few of our games. We, we never, never, never like to pull away too much. We like to keep things interesting, keep the entertainment value high. But uh, There are so many games where I swear you guys are up like 16, then suddenly it's like, ooh, this is, ooh, I don't know about this. Yeah, I think that one of the best stories from that was my dad. I think we were in our Bellevue game. My dad, um, my dad, I think we were up 10 with, two minutes left and my dad's like oh yeah they got it my mom's like hold, hold on hold on <laughs> and sure enough 30 seconds left we're only only up three so they were able to get you know they, they like to keep we like to keep things interesting it was a lot of I think it was our junior year at Gonzaga maybe our maybe our sophomore year there's a year where Gonzaga was just addicted to competitive close high stress games against you know against teams where they really should have put their foot down and finished it. But, Sounds like this year. Yeah, this, this year too. That's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's the problem, unfortunately, with so much film that we, you know, got to go through and do all of our scouts. I don't get to watch the Zags nearly as much as I'd like, but still when I saw them, they were unbelievable. It was an unbelievable team this year. Nice. And, and staying, staying on that topic uh, with the Zags, what, do you have any, any, thoughts on the season any closing remarks about how it ended um man just I mean I know I know Dan was on last week and you guys you know talked about it a ton the week before that but man what so many what ifs this was by by and far and away the weakest field of college basketball I think I've ever seen so it, it could have it anybody could have taken it and with the depth that Gonzaga had this year was just unbelievable guys like Ayayi and Timmy stepping up. Um, I think, it, I think Mark few wasn't wrong when he started out the year and was like, Oh yeah, we're not going to be very good. Cause you have to think you have <laughs> four guys go to the NBA, you know, really get yeah. minutes at different, you know, different levels of the NBA, but still, you know, make some sort of NBA roster or some sort of NBA impact. You can't, it's hard to imagine that, your team will bounce back and finish number one in the net rankings the next year, especially from a school, little 5,000 person Jesuit school in Spokane. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was what could have been. That's what we've been saying. We say, we've been saying that at Peninsula all off season. And I'm sure everybody in the country that, you know, had, had some sort of winning record was saying that too. Well, yeah, because it was inter- going to – so I, I went to their game against Everett. And Everett, um, for people who don't know, it was the number one team in their conference. And, boy, they were good. But, I mean, you guys – so they, they started out the game. They were, I think you got down, what, 18, 20 at, in the first half or something like that. And then, but then you brought it back and tied it up at halftime. Or That's coaching. Down by two. <laughs> no, we um, – the unfortunately yeah we we cut it to three at half and then they they blew the doors off of it and you know well yeah but you showed you could (laughs) at least you know (laughs) absolutely we made it we made it interesting the entertainment value was still high at some points but honestly too this year crowd section there of um how much uh the fans i mean we were in everett's gym and like it was their senior night and the pirates crowd was still louder no, and that's that's something that, you know, as I kind of reflect on last year, kind of outside of what I could have done better, what we could have done better as a team, I was 
so thankful that we had such a great group of guys and just friends that came out, you know, to support me, my team. It's all right, Zane. I knew you were busy. Law school's tough. But, uh, <laughs> we, tried, we tried a couple times. Uh, there's no trying. There's only doing, but it's okay. <laughs> figure it out. You know, well, and that's the thing. Next year, you won't need an excuse if there's no fans allowed. So, you know. Thank God. Another year of being get cop out. <laughs> He'll just be demanding a refund on his ticket. Hey, I dropped uh, $5 on this and um, didn't. <laughs> Did not get my return. But, no, I, I'm – that's where I was really lucky and definitely thankful for everyone that came out. Um, All right. Now you're uh, just taking shots at me. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I, I learned, I learned my mistake. I'm, I'm not going to make the mistakes that Dan did. I'm not going to ask if you're still what the special guest means or, you know, how that applies to you. I'm not going to do it. And this we, is, and we appreciate that. This is me not doing it. So I just, <laughs> that out we appreciate that. The pod appreciates that. Okay. But, um, no, uh, we, the, the fans from PA traveled really well. And then we had a lot of support on this side of the water for sure. So definitely, definitely a really cool experience. Made me feel like, you know, I'm actually doing something maybe not productive, but worthwhile with my life. So definitely thankful for everyone. That's awesome. That's great. I, I, maybe I actually just came up with a question. Um, you know, with, with being in, in, charge of a juco program you know i know you only get guys for a year maybe two um what are some of the priorities you guys have in in building a strong program and getting that reputation and really kind of establishing yourselves for, for you know guys to come in and you know kind of understand that the goal obviously is to move on but also have a successful program what are some of the priorities there well hey great question jay page that is <laughs> no. Um, it success, success as a team and just winning on the court is was really really important, right? You can drop thirty or four, you know thirty a game for a two win team and not get the same amount of looks or interest as maybe someone that's scoring fifteen a game on a championship team. So the, mm-hmm. being able to move on to the next level and being successful as a team really go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So we want to mm-hmm. look for guys that, you know, obviously at the JUCO level for whatever reason, academics, being on a great team in high school, you know, guy, a lot of more times than not, it's guys that don't get that initial opportunity, guys that are looking for a second chance. So, uh, so much of whether you make it out of that level or not is how hard you play, how hard you work outside of practice, and just, you know, being, you know, how committed you are to team success. And, you know, we, mm-hmm. we've, been, we've been lucky. Coach Roman, who's been a JUCO assistant for five years, both at Olympic College and Peninsula, and now this, this, will be, this upcoming year will be his third year, has a ton of experience, ton of great connections, and, He's able to move. He's been able to move a ton of guys on, and you know, do a really right. good job of getting getting. You know, if we can find the right guys and be successful with them, that that moving on really takes care of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. That was a great. great. That was well, a great. How's my? How are my coaching answers? Because I think that's. I, I, we told <laughs> in the pre the pre show. We kind of talked about. I, I'm. I feel like. I feel like I've really got this whole coaching thing knocked out and down to a T in my first year. Mm-hmm. I think I'm ready, ready for, for the show. <laughs> it's like I'm talking to You're a ready for the big time. Coach K. It's amazing. It's... 
Absolutely. And, well, you know, your, your words, not mine, you know, the, the heir to Tommy Lloyd, the heir to the heir. I'm exactly. not. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's what I was, that's what I was getting into. So, you know, there's words, well, there's rumors out there that you're the heir to the heirs to the throne at Gonzaga. And so what I was going to ask next is what, what are some of your uh, thoughts, opinions, uh, maybe even a little bit of a scouting report of Gonzaga's, uh, their main competitor this year, BYU. Well, next year, the BYU loses a lot uh, from this year's team. I don't think people really understand just how good BYU was this year. And that's really mm-hmm. hard for me to say. And every time I say that, I think of our senior night and sitting front row. Oh, no. I know. And Ben just, just chirping Eric. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry. Cut that. Sorry. Cut that. Edit that out. Keep, keep that's that out. that's getting bleeped out. <laughs> but yeah, maybe there's a reason. You know, it's just we talk about guys that want to be part of successful programs. That guy, that, you know, Mr. O- Mr. OC, I don't know. But um, uh, it's what's they were they were absolutely from an offensive standpoint they were loaded and I have a you know I have a little bit of personal experience with some guys on that roster and that team um, so their head coach and most of their staff uh, their head coach Mark Pope was at Utah Valley last year so they were in the WAC conference we played them twice a year and they were they had an you know. Wilson was on that team, right? He was, right? So the the he's not the one with the mullet, right? That's, no. So Jake, okay. he's the guy that just launched threes. Yeah, he was unbelievable shooter, about six six, solid. So this was, and again, this was his fifth year. He started at BYU, went to Utah Valley, and then went back to BYU, <laughs> and somehow won the WCC basketball. Yeah, he won the WCC newcomer of the year. Yeah, that's that's that should be <laughs> the floor. that should be on the floor for debate because if he already played in the in the league one year. That's I mean, give me Warridge. He stole year. that award from Warridge. I think you. I think uh. you know. I think you make a valid case. But what I will say for for Jake Toulson, he has my award for the all-time best trash talk I've ever heard. So my last year at Seattle U. Um, we were, so we were, it was a, it was a low scoring game. We were, we were both Utah Valley and us were, I think we both had three or four game win streak, win streaks, trying to get seating for our tournament. They're up at our place and we're down maybe five or six in a low scoring game. And he already has 20. So it's a loud 20. <laughs> and we got, we're in a timeout and our coach yelling at guys saying, all right, who wants to guard him? Somebody want to guard him? Like, We'll just, feed, we'll just keep rotating guys until someone wants to figure it out. And one of our guys, I uh, won't name names, but he goes, I-, I got him, coach. I got him. They come out of a play. They get the ball into him. They set a screen for him. And our defensive guy goes underneath the screen. So it's oh, a wide open three out of a timeout where we're saying, just don't let Jake hurt us anymore. So Jake just – Lines it up, you know, he has time to check, you know, check Twitter, do whatever he needs to before he launches that three. <laughs> See where he's going on his mission trip. Right, and just you can tell that it, it's good before it leaves his hand. And he starts backpedaling down the bench and looks at our coaching staff, and he just goes, whose fucking scout is this? Oh, and no. Oh, just, gosh. I've seen player-to-player chirps. I've seen crowd-to-player chirps. I haven't heard a player to – coach chirp 
And that one was tough. That one's going to stay with me for a while. The, <laughs> the irony of that, too, is that the guy who scouted was Nick Robinson. Guess where he's coaching now? BYU? Utah. BYU. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, it's a small God. world. Be careful. Be careful who you chirp. That's small kind of like world. Hey, you could probably get a big spelled with that that story though i think <laughs> oh yeah well, you know that was pre-byu i don't want to i don't want to implicate i mean i guess his career is over anyway so. yeah i mean what he's 38 <laughs> so it has to end eventually sticking with the rivals talk just because i like to get mayberg going why don't you give us oh, a review baby. on the zags why don't you give us a quick quick 30 second review on the huskies basketball season this year <laughs> Oh, baby. So I, I always get a 30 – before my 30 seconds starts, I'll just put a disclaimer. Coach Cameron Dollar on their staff gave me my first job. I love love him dearly still to this day. And but cut, cut this, really cut this J-Page. Name drop. You know, this is my plug <clears throat> drop. But now that that's out of the way, oh, my goodness. I, I mean, it makes sense. That they're just so – and they lost so much from the year before with Thibault and Crisp and Dickerson. And Did they really lose um, that much? Well, they lost, they lost a lot of leadership. It's, it's you know, they, they didn't really have an identity, and they were just, you know, they were young and trying to figure it out. So I read an article in the Times, and I will say this is like, should UW stop taking one and dones? And I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's You're just not take it. Let's just not Shut take talent. I don't. I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> they, they obviously they underachieved. I think pretty spectacularly. Um, you know, especially with you know McDaniel's struggled to play. I love Isaiah Stewart. Love, love him. Isaiah Stewart yeah. is terrifying. His free throw shot. He's a beast. He's a beast. He's a beast. But um, <clears throat> you know, I think I think uh, it's just tough for Hopkins, who's a system guy, who's a two-three. Um, they didn't. They only played two-three zone about half the time because of all the freshmen and because they didn't know. And I think when you're really locked in and built into one, you know, a couple things you do really well, and you have to change your identity. It's a little. It's tougher. It's tougher for sure. But. Mm-hmm. You know, they, uh, it was, it's always, it's always good to come into Seattle and, you know, beat, beat those guys. It's always fun to see the Zags knock down, knock those guys off. And I also Absolutely. did a, the O'Day kid. Um, I didn't graduate there, but where, I, you know, spent two years at O'Day. No O'Day kid who got passed up by UW, went to Wazoo, hit a big time shot. And walked oh, around. love that. This is my city. I was that. <laughs> Game. They had they had two and separate players Richard, do that. Too. Yeah, two different players. Two different guys that. took the floor and said, "This is my like, man." Oh. So, so in that so, scenario, go ahead. In that scenario where uh, two different players say, "This is my city," from opposing teams, obviously, whose man card is taken in those scenarios? Because someone's man card's got to go, right? Absolutely. I don't think there's any question. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that's, it's always tough to see. I mean, whenever there's that's any true. whose city it is, you know. Mm-hmm. The Husky, take the Huskies man card away. That little Oh, let's take the team's man card, yep. They, they, they <laughs> the little Husky. Take that Huskies man card. They come back to uh, get with a little, you know, they'll come back next year with a chip on their shoulder. Unfortunately, 
I may have to I may have to show a little bit of love to one of their conference rivals, Arizona. One of my one of my good buddies, the guy that we worked with at Seattle U, Terrell Brown, just committed over there as a grad transfer. So shout out hey. to TP. You know, I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say bear down, but I'm excited for <laughs> on to big things. And I would I wouldn't be too upset if they if Arizona beats UW twice next year with with him on the team. I know that. Just because Izzy told me this morning, another CLU grad, she's like, oh, he's going to Arizona. I'm like, cool. That's, that's know, definitely a, a huge step up. It is. You know, hopefully hopefully not too much money under the table. I don't know if I can say that or not, but <laughs> I mean, it's assumed, right? I mean, yeah, I, I'm not going to – I'm actually I, – uh, I, I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to let that. I'm going to let that one lie. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's move along. Uh, earlier this week, uh, ESPN has been trying to fill the void with what has been called the 2K Players Tournament. I believe, uh, Coach, you had a chance to watch uh, at least Rui Hachimura play. Uh, thoughts, comments, yeah. concerns? You know, my, my biggest concern is anytime you're playing 2K and you let the computer guard the ball and you're just sitting in help as the big man. Disgraceful. It really is. Oh, cool. It's, uh, it's, and you know, Jake, Jake and I spoke earlier today and uh, you said he brought up a good point. Maybe it's a cultural thing. I don't know. I can't speak to that. But There's no who excuse. Knows, who knows how Japan plays 2K? It could be like everyone's always the center. Maybe they just love being centers. They admire That's fair. That's a it's fair point. It's a very similar mindset. You're playing noon ball, and there's that guy that picks up full court. Like that's that's the that's the same, oh. word, in my opinion. It's like, okay, what are we what are we really doing here? Like, just it's yeah. just it's just a gimmick. It's just it's just a way, you know, to level the playing field. And hey, he won, you know, and hats off to him. Ru Rui's an unbelievable offensive player. <laughs> oh, back down with LeBron. It's similar to his actual game. <laughs> There's absolutely, absolutely mashing the quick ISO play. Just Love it. That one to you know into the dirt. And hey, seventy shooting seventy percent from the field at half. You know numbers don't lie. How many threes did he take in that game? I believe three. It's <laughs> yeah, a lot of old school basketball. You know, yeah, who needs the three-point line? You could see Donovan Mitchell just getting so pissed while playing that game. <laughs> and again, you know, he knows he's on national TV. He's just – he's kind of – Well, you yeah. can't show you're angry. That's the problem once you're being televised because, like, obviously it's just a 2K game. But anyone who's played 2K knows how just so frustrating it is to lose. Like, yeah. right, his mentality, his approach to that is like, you, you know, you're having a nice pregame with the boys. Um, you know, the new, your new girlfriend, the girl you're trying to impress, maybe is hanging out with you guys. You jump on a quick game, you're just getting beat. You don't want to scare her off. Uh, that's a very <laughs> good <laughs> analogy right there. The game. So you're just kind of playing it cool, but you're watching, you're watching that. <laughs> between the yeah, yeah, you can see, you can see a little bit. You can twig. see it. It kind of crunches, and he's like, oh, that was a lucky shot. <laughs> He snapped a couple times. Yeah. There were a couple things that happened where he, you could see. But, but Jake and I were saying, uh, is there anyone in this tournament that's going to call him out for ghost defense? Uh, is anyone going to do that? I was saying Devin Booker might. I think so, too. Devin, Devin Booker 
Devin Booker is so legit. He's got the headset, the swivel chair. He's yeah. he's he's got some serious investments, in, and that's his in, next that's his next matchup too. Yeah, that's one. That, you know, they did do their job. We're talking about it now. I'm going to be tuning in. We're going to see. <laughs> we're going to have to see how that goes. But I'd yeah, like to point out our podcast started our 2K tournament before this. So that is true. They're late. You're telling me they're late to the party on this. We're actually working on a copyright infringement uh, lawsuit as we speak right now. We and have our, really using our currencies. On that. We're using the whole spectrum. Yeah. No heritage. They don't respect the history of the NBA. But I'll, I, I won't, you know, <laughs> trash talk the competitors anymore. <laughs> All right, Mayberg. Now we're gonna we're gonna hit you with a couple of rapid fire questions, and then we're gonna get to um, get to our listeners' questions that they have for you. Uh, but first, I think Jay Page wants to get you involved in our quarantine discussion. Sure. The, uh, Absolutely. So, topic. Yep. What's your What's your go to snack? What's your go to meal during this quarantine? Man, you know, I've been, I've I've been. Trying to get on the daily dime, uh, biking, biking mentality. Trying to lose some weight. I've definitely put on a few pounds since conference season started. Um, so I'll be, I'll be cooking up some chicken or steak, a little brown rice, broccoli, green beans. Trying to do a good job there. But um, as you can follow along on Twitter, um, I have not, uh, I've not been doing a good job at the late hours. I've been, I've been inhaling those Costco cookies. Oh no! Oh, deadly! Anywhere from four to six a night, and <laughs> that is forty-six. Forty-six oh, no. cookies. And- <laughs> <laughs> oh, my connection! Oh. <laughs> you can't see the middle finger those of the podcast. I forgot. <laughs> those no. those cookies are definitely addicting. I can't confirm. They are tough. So that is that's been my go-to snack. Um, you know, I'm. My, anyone, anyone in our group messages, anyone that has lived with me knows I'm I'm a man of simple tastes. Um, and not, you know, I, I don't, pizza bagel eating champion. Exactly. Yeah. So I've if I get if I get my miles in, um, I'll I'll be able I'll treat myself to a, a nice uh, che- half cheese half pepperoni pizza every Monday. Ooh. But that's really Very nice. You know, just. That's really that's really all I got for you. This is this was the the culinary episode was really really poor scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's all good. It's all good. All right, and now now get to some questions from our listeners that have been submitted uh, for you specifically. Um, we'll we'll start off with very special uh, listener Cooper Hoon from mm. Portland, Oregon, asks, "Fuck." Mary kill basketball just as a sport okay pepperoni pizza future employer mark few <laughs> reasonings given please uh. <laughs> well coach talk your way around this one huh the pizza might feel the most pleasant you know <laughs> A basketball, you know, depends on the level of inflation, but um, no, just just the sport. In I, I, I understand. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna marry Mark Few as an employer. That is my I'm young enough. I'm ambitious enough. Where I that's that's an opportunity you can't pass up. You want young, lean, tight. I think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know oh boy i'm gonna i'm gonna have to kill pizza it's hard it's hard to it's hard to marry it's hard to you know marry mark few and then have your pizza too you know you've got to really go all in on the basketball side because if you go <laughs> basketball what's the point of mark few really he's just like right. a grumpy fly right. fisherman and i wouldn't i would never that, man. Point. that man's a saint <laughs> great <laughs> answer great answer next question is from uh previous special guest daniel and serpy he actually submitted a bunch of really really good big j journalist questions we're going to skip over those and go to the funnier one uh and you might recall sophomore year at gonzaga we uh dan myself mitch penny and kyle george we all were coaches as well back in the day for St. Al's, uh, I think it was the third and fourth or fourth and fifth grade baseball team. Uh, I can't recall, but really Dan asked. About those kids. We, we, it was a long time ago. Dan asked, where would Coach Mayberg fit on the sophomore year St. Al's coaching staff comprised of Dan, Zane, Kyle, and Penny? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would take a very, very limited role. I think I would be a bullpen guy. I don't know how structured you were. <laughs> I've always kind of seen myself as a bullpen type of coach. Well, if I had to break it down for you, I would say that uh, I believe Penny was our pitching coach. He would walk out to the mound, okay. talk down the kids. I think I remember Kyle was the first base coach, mm -hmm. um, and I was the third base coach. Dan was the bench coach. Uh, and, and basically, he was babysitter for the team. I think I see where you well, went wrong there, but continue. <laughs> well, I'm definitely ahead of Dan. I'm not worried about that. There you go. Um, I think you know. I think I'm somewhere. I, I don't. I don't have the technical knowledge to be a pitching coach. That's for sure. I'll let Mitch. I'll let Mitch do that. Um, you know, a big raw raw guy. I think. I, I'm envisioning that kind of like that Northwest football coach, the strength guy who's just really excited. Oh, you could waving, waving guys around first or third. So I don't know. I don't know if that means displacing you or where the hierarchy of that goes, but I, I would send kids. I think you wouldn't want me at third base because anytime they have even just the slight head of steam, hitting they're going home. There's, there's well, Dan, 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 Kyle, and Penny can attest that. Anytime we had a kid touch or have the prospect of touching third base, we were sending them because it wasn't too often that they were actually making it there. Our yeah, team, no question. Our team wasn't as successful as the coaches uh, – put him in position to be successful. We, we didn't do that as well. As we could You've got to look at the coaching first <laughs> for, for losses. Yes. You know, that's what I would say to my hockey team. Right. We actually are a podcast <laughs> of former coaches. Uh, so, so we can, we can teach you a lesson or two there. Yeah. So it's really good. You came on just to get our advice <laughs> to expand as a coach, you know, well, As, uh, let's open up the floor then. What 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 advice do you guys have for me? You know, aspiring young JUCO coach. Well, I, I'd start off with shave. I mean, make yourself look presentable. <laughs> right, right now, right now, I I wouldn't want to commit to your school when you look like that. I would be frightened. Picture. <laughs> That's tough, but fair. <laughs> um, as um a club. 
um, hockey coach, I would always say always have a gimmick before each game. Um, smart, smart. Like uh, Penny and I were coaching, and it was at an away game, and Penny just started squirting water on the ice. He's like, you know what this is? This is our home ice I took from our ice rink. Defend our ice. It wasn't ice at all, but no way. There's not a chance. And I look very distinguished because I had just torn my ACL, so I had the nice cane look going. So mm-hmm. everyone assumed I, like, played hockey. I didn't. But get a cane. That's the final advice. Get a cane. There you go. Jay Page. There you go. Roll, rolling off that cane. So whip out the cane, pretend that you're crippled, and then when your team succeeds, succeeds expectations, does something really good, you throw the cane and you bust out the Mark Few handstand. And then you just throw everyone for a curveball, and everyone's happy, and you did your job. Are you are you implying with a gimmick like that that the coach a couple few years ago who was in the wheel not the wheelchair but had the stool for a torn Achilles was faking it? Just, was that was that Providence Providence was, coach? Georgia State, I believe. Georgia State. Georgia State. State yeah, yeah. His oh, son made that. Hunter, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His son was like a game winner, and he falls out of the stool. and then do the somersault. <laughs> for everybody. Oh man. But All yeah, right. I think if you stick to those, I think you'll be successful. Okay. Yeah. Maybe well, 24 and 3. Well, I've uh yeah, you know, I've got those written down here. We're in a really good spot, so <laughs> Love it. Love it. And rapid shoot real real quick here just from Twitter. We have a uh, two questions. Hi coach Mayberg. This is from at Matty B415. Hi, Coach Mayberg. My question is, have you personally ever seen a contested jumper you didn't like? Thanks. Hashtag Rudolph runs. Well, Matty Ice coming out of the woodwork. Uh, great to hear from that guy. Miss him a ton. Um, from the sideline, I've seen we saw we saw way too many contested shots that I didn't like as a coach. Now, as a player. That's that's a completely different story. Um, there, you know, I'll, I'll I'll refer back to my response, my Twitter response, which was, I've never seen, I've never taken a shot that I didn't like. I've never, you know, I, there, I've never looked back and said, man, probably shouldn't have pulled that one. No, that was, <laughs> I, I stand behind every shot that I've taken, um, it, whether it's and the reason being whether it's contested or not, hand in my face, that, those things like that don't really bother me. You know, I feel like I'm open as soon as I walk in the gym. Rudolph being, you know, one of the one of my most successful arenas. Um, so that, you know, that's that's my stance on it. Unfortunately, I think we had too many guys this year shoot too many contested shots. So as a coach, the answer varies a little bit. But you know, when you shoot like me, it's a little bit it's a little bit different. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Coach. Uh, why don't you stick around? We're going to bring you back here, back in in a couple minutes here um, for a little he who shall not be named talk. But uh, thank you on behalf of the podcast for joining us. Go Pirates. Pirates. Hey, thanks, Pirates, for having me, guys. thanks for having me. Let's t- talk to you in a little bit. What a guy. What a guy. Yep. Thanks, Maber. Coach, Mr. Coach Matt Maber for hopping on. Um, that was great. If you guys want to catch any games again, uh, they are located in Port Angeles. Hopefully we'll have fans next year. So 
Go check right. them out. Um, and if you want to move- follow Coach Mayberg on Twitter, it is at Coach Mayberg. Tough. Moving forward, um, the boys have another opportunity to pitch me on my new NFL team. Right now, I'll just I'll be transparent with everyone. I gotta rank them. I gotta rank them. Uh, I gotta say, right now, my ranking is Cardinals number one, Buccaneers number two, and Colts number three. Sorry, Phil. That means that means Zane's winning so far, Jake. In case you're keeping track, guys, I got some breaking news right now, though. Boop 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 Uh-oh. boop. Oh, uh, Gonzaga commit grad transfer just in. Um, this is live. Aaron Cook this is live. from SF. Aaron Cook. Aaron Cook. Shout out to our research team, Izzy. Where where is Aaron? Where's Daniel and Serpy when we need him? I don't know. 35% from threes in his last full season, according to Zag Nation Twitter. Where did he go to school? SIU? What, what even is Southern I, I, University? I had a little inkling um, this guy was going to commit before. Um, obviously, I had no idea he, anything was going to be official this soon. But from what I've heard, he's a quick guard. He's a leader. And he's a system guy. So I think it's kind of along the lines of what we need. What position? And he's a, he's a shooting guard. Yeah, he's a guard. His, uh, so real quick, his 2019-2020 his stats, he got 15 points a game, 3.3 assists, 3 rebounds. Field goal percentage, this is pretty nice. Field goal percentage, 55.2. Oh, that's a Zach Ooh. player right there. However, 3-point three point, three point shooting percentage, 27.3. Not great. Hey, and then that's okay. And then free throw shooting, our favorite subject at Gonzaga, fifty nine point one oh, guard. That's that's like as a bookie bad. Yeah. So I mean, okay, okay. Is, if he is seventy five percent of the person that Warge was, this is a win. That's absolutely. True. He's yo. We're filling up for a backup. Okay, we're filling in for a backup. So third string. Okay, sorry. Back to you, Jake. Page. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's no, that's that's huge news. Um, but no, you guys have some uh, NFL team presentations if you want to get to it. I, I gave everyone our rankings, uh, or my current rankings, and so I'll let you guys take the floor. Zane, let's let's start us off. All right. Well, my team. You asked for youth. That's what I'm going to give you, Jay Page. I'm going to give you the youngest team in the NFL. Your, your. We learned this from Dan last week. If you say your, it's a, it's more inflicting on the listener. Your Miami Dolphins. Hear me out. Miami Dolphins have they have the fifth overall pick in the draft this year. A lot of people say they got their they got a shot at Tua at their quarterback. However, when I was doing a little research on the Dolphins estate uh, on on today, uh, because I don't know anything about them, I was reading a lot about how they actually might trade up to try stealing Joe Burrow. That's the hot topic wow. right now in Miami. Joe Burrow. To the Dolphins. The Bengals will let Burrow slip. I don't know. Andy Dalton Dalton is still in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton. He's like, oh, my. No way. No way. This is heresy. They have have had (laughs) their chances. You've broken goods right here, Jay Page. It's a terrible decision. Don't do it. My other other contributing uh, factors for the Dolphins, they actually have kind of cool uniforms sometimes when they don't 
when they don't get too fancy with it. The all whites down there in Miami are pretty sick. Uh, they got Jordan right. Howard, Jordan Howard, Jake Gilman's uh, favorite former running back, as well as Devontae <laughs> Parker. Well, okay. And I'll tell you right now, no one's getting on the Dolphins hype train. So if you jump on there first, you're the that conductor. Is, that, that is the one true thing you've said all day, that no you, one's getting on the Dolphins hype train. You can be the conductor of this train, Paige. All right. I, I'm not opposed to that. Jake, what do you got? Well, like, Zane's trying to pitch you the glitz and glam of Miami with, you know, no sustenance. I'm going the complete opposite. We're going north to Buffalo. Where the only Oof. good thing you can do is watch football. And guess who j- they just got? Stefan Diggs. Compared with that cannon of an arm, Josh Allen. And what's this? Tom Brady's out of the AFC East. Who's the favorite for that division now with the god-awful Dolphins? Miami is oh. your favorite. Miami. Miami is not your favorite at all. Uh, As Will Smith think- would say, welcome to Miami. As Buffalo would say, you're in Buffalo. Deal with it. (laughs) You know, I think people really forget one really crucial stat, one really crucial factor about Josh Allen is that he looks really good in shorts. So um, that's definitely something that will play a factor in my decision. Um, So I will be upfront with you guys. You know, transparency, we're, we're in a very friendly situation here. If Joe Burrow were to be picked by the Miami Dolphins, they would be in the top three talk. They would right, be I in won. the top three talk. I won. Call it. That's it. I win. Well, maybe uh, the top two. Until they make that decision, until they make that decision, the Bills are definitely in front of the Dolphins. So I haven't lost. That's what you're telling me. You so, did suggest the Bucks. Speaking about winning and losing for Zane, I think that's a good segue to our our. Next topic, the 2K 30 for 30 tournament we're holding. Uh, Zane, do you want to do a quick recap of where the, 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 what the record is after the yes, first week? I'll, I'll do a recap for everyone here. So Jake and I began this tournament. I expressed my concern that I wouldn't actually even be playing against Jake Gilman. That's come to fruition. There's no doubt in my mind that I am playing against Izzy and not Jake. Is, uh, Jake admitted today that Izzy beat him. I know she's the better player in the household. I know she runs the household. I'm not playing Jake at all. This whole 2K challenge is under protest as far as I'm concerned. Dane, we don't even need to send our varsity team against you. We're sending the JV team, and they're, you know, double-digit beating you. I mean, oh, what was the score? How much did Giannis have with his triple-double? Like 38? It's just getting out of control. All I know is, is uh, we don't have any proof that I'm actually playing against Jake. Sure, he's up five to one right now. That's fine. I've been competitive in, in two of those losses, <laughs> and it's a race to 30. There's plenty of time to come back. Before this tournament even started, I, was, I had won four to five straight games in a row, winning by double digits. That's preseason, baby. Patriots I'm not worried. Preseason all the time. I'm not worried. I'm quickly learning that the 76ers don't have shooters on their team. And no. I don't know why I didn't think of that before. I thought and Ben Simmons would be able to domi- dominate. It's, we're in trouble. I'll tell you what, we're in trouble. We're not hitting the panic button yet. Okay, okay. And remember for you, uh, Ward, or for you lucky listeners, um, that the loser of this bet will not caddy only for the winner, but also one lucky listener. So That's fair. Listening That's fair. for each episode for your chance 
Tab Zane, I mean the loser, caddy an 18-hole game of golf for you. If if Izzy loses, does she have to caddy also? <laughs> uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> she doesn't bother herself with this. She's out, you know, she's actually in the, the eSports league. That's fair. That's fair. It's pretty, pretty popular. Well, hey, you know what, guys? Um, I've been enjoying following that 2K league. I'm excited to see who has to caddy for who. And, and when we get there, picking that guess. So it's a lot of good stuff there. Um, and I, do we want to open up your take that Zane uh, was going to win. Hey, it's a long, it's a long process. It's a long process. It'd be foolish to crown a winner week one when there's about 10 more weeks. No concern in your original assessment. Nope, none. Nope, none. Fine, fine. I, I express my concerns off the pod. Uh, let, let, me, let me be clear that I've in the six games, five of those have been played with one team. Trust me, I know who my weak link is now. Um, yeah, it's Zane. Zane's the weak link. But, yeah, let's continue. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Well, everyone, we have kind of a quick shift in gears. We've gotten some pretty incredible news, and we have a uh, – Spur of the moment segment we're bringing on, but we're bringing back Coach Matt Mayberg. Matt, get back on here. Hey, thanks for having me back. Oh my God, he's back. I know. He's back. He found the Zoom information again somehow. It's crazy. But Mayberg, do you want to share with us what has transpired since you've been on this podcast? Yeah, well, you know, you, you mentioned it yourself. It's just a bunch of coaches, you know, getting together, success, breeding success. Uh, since I hopped on this Zoom call, at about 6.40, we have had one, uh, one player sign and three additional verbal commits wow. to college next year. Damn, so Absolutely electric. The breaking news just keeps coming. I don't want to say that our podcast has, uh, you know, a clear benefit for all the guests, but Mayberg just got four new recruits potentially. Potentially. And Dan, Dan and Serpy – Right after he, uh, we interviewed him, he went on to interview Mick Cronin, the head coach for UCLA. So, I mean, two for two. That's 100%. We're 100% right. It would be a shame if you happened to be banned from the podcast and couldn't acquire the benefits of being a special guest. It'd be like being banned from the Garden of Eden, Zane. It would be <laughs> blasphemous. Must be terrible if you're that person. And one one question I will pose you guys. Are we officially kingmakers? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no question. Makers, maybe. But I think we are. And I think we're we're building a dream team. I think we're actually building a dream team. So that's a lot of exciting stuff going on. Congrats, Matt. That's awesome. Thank um, you. And I, think hey, I, owe it, I owe it almost all to you. I think you're right. Yeah, we should take most of that credit. So we'll we'll definitely hop in the Twitter thread. We'll we'll make sure <laughs> we'll we'll make sure the uh, the commits know who actually recruited them. Um, but yeah, we're we're definitely going to uh, keep that in mind. And we have a special segment. We have a little special special guest. Some would say special squared um, guest coming on. And we'll just we'll just leave you guys in a little bit of moment of silence as we uh, ring them in. Who could this be? Hey, what's up? Hey, Jack. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? 
I'm doing well. Hey, um, I'm on the Boys, Boys, Lots of Toys podcast right now. Oh, wow. I am. You're actually, you're on speaker with Jay Page, Zane, and Gilman. You want to say hi? Oh, oh good, everyone. Hi, Jack. Jack, how are we doing? Not too bad, not too bad. Just sitting at home, doing, I don't know, fucking nothing. <laughs> How about you guys? Doing quarantine things. <laughs> hey, Jack, Jack, quick question for you. You're, you're a senior this year. Well, well, first, I'd like to welcome you onto the podcast. We always enjoy having a loyal listener uh come on um since you're since you're a senior uh at Gonzaga this year what's what's going on with graduation the end of the year how how are you dealing with all that well it's pretty shitty um like they move graduation back to Labor Day weekend which will actually like be pretty fun so it's like a time so like everybody can just go back when there's not really anything to do so That'll be pretty fun, at least, and I'm glad that it's not just, like, a virtual graduation instead, because that would be kind of just not very climactic, you know? But, yeah, I don't know. It just kind of sucks at the same time. But we're making- Definitely. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. a bummer. Um, but, well, we hope we hope you're doing good. Uh, we'd like to thank you for giving us that quick update. Um Say hi to the rest of your family for us. Give them your best. I will. Uh, Jake, uh, Justin, do you have any questions for for young Jack before we leave him be? Yeah, I think I got one. Um, so there's there's a lot of rumblings going around that you are the official Big Daddy O'Connell um, of the household. Is that true? Can you confirm that? Yes, I can confirm that. I am the Big Daddy of the household. That's what I thought. That's what we, that's as a pod, we are a big daddy Jack O'Connell podcast. So we just, we just wanted to make that um, confirmed. We we took a vote before this interview actually to see who we thought was the big daddy of the household. It was unanimous. We knew it was you. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm very glad that you guys have that confidence in me. That, That means the world. Thank you very much. And we just want to assure you that just because another member of your household has boycotted this podcast, that does not mean we do not support you fully, 100%. We're behind you all the way. We are a pro Jack O'Connell podcast. I love that. I love that. Why is he boycotting this? You know, we would love to know too, but we, we have um, morals and... He's got to apologize first for the boycott before before we can get him on the show. That's that's a goddamn shame. Well, well, I'm glad that I was able to officially take the role and that my my reign is recognized now. So that's great. Absolutely, you are the chosen O'Connell of the Boys Boys Lots of Toys podcast. So don't take that lightly. Oh no, I'm not this. This is a huge honor. Um, I wanted to thank all of my loyal fans for this. Um, I don't want time coming, but I'm glad to finally bring it home. Absolutely. Got, do you have any more special shout-outs since you're getting so much uh, airtime? You know, we have well, – rumors are that we have over 100,000 listeners per episode. So if you want to give anyone a special shout-out, now's your chance. Wow. Uh, I – just want to give a huge shout out to all the 
all the loyal Jack O'Connell fans out there again. No, no, I don't want to think like that. <laughs> Man of the people. I like it. Yeah, millions of, the millions of loyal fans out there, I guess. Probably my parents, too. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's it. But that's yeah. it. Just your parents. All right. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everyone listening. I we we really hope you um, enjoyed that little extra flair, Mr. Coach Matt Mayberg. Thank you for helping us arrange that interview. We've been wanting to get Jack on pretty much since the start of this. Uh, you could call it Twitter beef. You could call it boycotting. You can call it whatever you want. Um, so we're definitely glad to get that. O'Connell, plain and simple. Say, say that again, Jake. I say, I call it petty from, you know. <laughs> well, we, we, we have set the ground rules. It's an apology or it's a ban. It's quite simple. It is simple. It is that simple. Um, and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on this ride. Um, if you have any ideas for segments, questions you want to ask us, ask our guests, whoever it might be, um, whatever it might be, feel free to hit our, our Twitter DMs at, is it Lots Toys? Did I get that right? It's toys Lots. Lots Toys. Lots Toys. Lots to- at Lots Toys on Twitter. Um, you'll get a response. Lost toys? I said just not boys' toys. Sorry, never mind. I'm oh, boys! <laughs> I forgot about that one. Boys' toys. No, at Lost Toys, um, and we will be sure to get back to you guys. Do we want to announce our uh, next guest, or do we want to keep that a secret? It, this might be an announcement for me as well. Yeah. Do we have? A- <laughs> I don't know. I I was just asking you guys, but you know, we'll keep it a secret. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if we had anything in mind, but hey, you know, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. Am I right? Um, but without further ado, thanks, thanks everyone for listening, and uh, we hope you have a lovely week four, five. I don't know. I've lost count of this quarantine. Uh, we hope we helped you out. So stay safe, have fun, wear a goddamn mask, stay inside. <laughs>